0: Hey everybody, today's episode is brought to us by the Raising Money Summit, raisingmoneysummit.com. Adam Adams has put together a amazing lineup of speakers. You have Adam Adams, Michael Blanc, Tim Bratz, Ellie Perlman, Alina Trigub, Kent Clothier, Jeremy Roll, Jillian Sadati, Cordy Peterson, Maureen Miles, and many, many more. If you are raising money for syndication, for fix and flips, for land deals, for self storage, mobile home parks, whatever you're raising money for in real estate, you need to be here at this conference. Again, that is the raisingmoneysummit.com for tickets. And Adam has been gracious enough to let our listeners have a 40% discount through the end of May. All you need to do is use the promo code SPOTLIGHT, one word, SPOTLIGHT, S-P-O-T-L-I-G-H-T, and again, that is RaisingMoneySummit.com. And if you're raising money, this is the must-attend event of the year. And it is just going to be amazing. Adam puts on a just a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, summit. So just, uh, again, RaisingMoneySummit.com. And if you use the promo code SPOTLIGHT, you will get 40% off through the end of May. Welcome to REI Spotlight, episode number seven with Chris Bennett. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, man. How are you? Doing well, doing
1: well. Uh, how uh, how did you get into real estate? Uh, well, back in 07, I got my real estate license and uh, was going to do residential, and um, the class was full, and everybody's excited about what was going to happen. Where we we're going to make a ton of money, and then 2008 hit, and obviously none <laughs> of that panned out. So. Nobody knew what to expect going forward, but uh, 2008—that was a really rough time. 2008 all the way up to like 20—I don't know, 2010-ish or something like that. So anyway, uh, after struggling for a little while in um, in, during that time period, I decided to go to school. Um, I didn't actually—I actually didn't like real estate at the time. I just got sick and tired of it, and um, I, I didn't know about like investing. I didn't know about really any of that aspect, I only knew about brokerage and like trying to find buyers and sellers. So it's very limiting when you only have that kind of understanding of real estate. So had I known then what I know now, it would have been completely different. But regardless, uh, I went to school, I transferred to UNC Chapel Hill, um, and wasn't even gonna do real estate or study real estate there. I was gonna do some mathematical decision science stuff, some real just nerdy stuff. But um, anyway, got there and realized, you know what, I don't really wanna do that. Um, So I started exploring some options and found out the business school has a real estate program. So I looked into that some awesome. more. Uh, I worked for a guy who actually did private equity. Uh, he had his own fund and everything in Chapel Hill. and at the time I worked uh, as an intern, so I was underwriting apartment complexes and uh, anything over hundred units or more kind of in the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Charlotte MSAs. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, I didn't I finally understood kind of like what he was doing. I was like, oh my gosh, you can pool together capital and go out and buy these large deals and obviously benefit from the cash flow etc so it was starting to kind of the wheels were starting to turn a little bit well i worked for him interned for him two years in a row two summers in a row and uh, the school has a real estate private equity fund it's the only fund like it in the in the country it's a real actual private equity fund cool with real capital to invest so i applied to that and i got on um, ended up working after i graduated ended up working for a small family office in raleigh we were doing multifamily acquisitions i was their acquisitions director um, and looking for multifamily deals. Well, we couldn't make the numbers work uh, just to make a long story short. So we pivoted to self-storage. And there, I didn't know anything about self-storage. I had to learn everything from the ground up, basically. The guys at the office, they had some experience with it. So they had owned two built, I think at the time, two or three really small facilities, maybe 15,000 square feet or less. That's really small. So in, in storage. Um, so But they were great facilities, no doubt. But uh, so they had some experience. But anyway, um, so we pivoted to self storage we decided to raise a private equity fund and put it on crowdstreet and raise the capital that way so crowdstreet.com is an online uh, fundraising basically uh, real estate capital fundraising platform uh, for real estate investors so that's what we did and found some success there closed five deals uh, got their sixth one in the pipeline and then ended up going out kind of on my own uh, for about a year or so uh, so that's kind of that's the backstory now I'm with actually I don't know if I actually told you before this but I'm with uh, Spartan Investment Group out of Denver, Colorado. I'm based in Charlotte right now, but I just joined up with those guys right before. I don't know if your listeners are familiar, but right before the Best Ever Conference, yeah, uh, about two ish weeks ago or so. So, anyway, so that was uh, that's that's kind of the whole story in a nutshell.
0: Um, well, out, out of that, uh, out of those lists, um, well, with with the crowdfunding, um, yeah, were were all five of them through the crowdfunding or?
1: Yeah. So we raised a fund itself. So if, you, if your listeners aren't familiar with that terminology, so you can syndicate equity, meaning you can do one-off deals. So every deal I find, I'm going to go raise the money individually for that deal. There are pros and cons to that. You can also raise a fund, which is like a big bucket of money. So you go around to all your, all your investors, the people that you know, you ask them, hey, will you put money in my bucket? And I'm going to use this bucket to go out of money to go out and buy Three, four, five, six, twenty, whatever the number is properties until we run out of money in the fund life and the mall, the is invested. Now there's a lot more to it than that. And there are trade-offs with that as well. Uh, but there, that's just kind of the simplified way of doing it. So we put the, uh, bucket, so to say we advertised it on crowdstreet.com. And so folks came in that way and they decided to go ahead and invest with us. So we ended up raising, uh, I want to say, I can't remember off the top of my head around five or $6 million or so something like that. The minimum investment was, I believe, $25,000. Um, so we had folks who most people would do 25 or 50 and you had some larger ones who do maybe 100 or more. Uh, but there, those were those were few and far between. So anyway, so yeah, we raised all that money via CrowdStreet. Now that's, that's just one way to do it, but that's how we decided to go about it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I I haven't really talked to anybody that had really used that platform that much. So uh, I think
1: it's, I think it's just as a caveat, if you're looking, if you're a passive investor out there, I think they do a really good job on the background checks and kind of the due diligence on their sponsors. Um, So they've grown a ton uh, since we put our offering up there. And even when I first looked at their stuff back in 2016 ish, I think they were kind of maybe not just getting started, but they were fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was maybe just a handful of offerings, whereas now there are a lot and they've gotten much more, the website's changed dramatically. I think they have gotten a lot, a lot better. So anyway, so I think it's a good, good place to go to check it out. Awesome. Um, what
0: would you say, uh, well, um, what, what would you say is your, uh, your favorite project that you've worked on so far?
1: It'd have to be the first one. So the first deal, obviously the first, like you kind of remember your first deal putting everything together, but. Um, that one, the storage facility was, let's call it, I think it was net rentable as far as actual units. <clears throat> let's just say it was 20,000 square feet, but the whole thing was about 40,000 square feet. Cause it had a lot of parking. It was in sh- near Charlotte in Belmont, North Carolina, um, which is just outside of like right next to the Charlotte airport pretty much. But, um, it was owned by a husband and wife couple and it was maybe, uh, I think it was built in the eighties or so, or nineties, if I remember correctly. And, um, uh, the husband had unfortunately passed away uh, about six to eight months before I contacted okay. her. And I actually found it on, um, on uh, LoopNet. So you can find deals on loop net. Uh, I found this one on loop net. I don't know how long it had been sitting, but the picture that they had on loop net, it looked like there was construction going on. It was just a goofy picture it, the roofs weren't, it looked like they were like being constructed. So it looked oh, really wow. weird. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that's why people didn't really dig into it. But then, and if you went on Google earth at the time, the picture of the facility on Google Earth was actually under construction. It was like under construction, like the part of the roof. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. So when I reached out to the broker, I said, hey, what's going on? You know, is there a construction here? He said, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. Apparently, they had had some damage, and so they had to rebuild some roofs. And this is years ago, and the pictures that happened to and be just, online. The,
0: the, the I, Google Earth yeah, picture was from
1: that. that. So <laughs> like, nobody, yeah, so I was like, and I kind of knew the area, so I knew it was a good area. And I was like, okay, well. That's good for us. No other offers on the table, like no activity around it. So she had about 40 units by the time we contacted her, about 40 units that needed to just be trashed out. She had no idea who even was renting there. Oh, she didn't wow. want to run the place. Yeah, the husband had run it up until he passed away. She was all hands off. And now she was kind of thrown into the middle of this thing. And um, the documents, paperwork, the, le- the leasing, uh, rent- uh, rental agreements uh, were somewhat of a mess. Uh, it was just like, when you walk into the office, it was like very dark and kind of, uh, she wasn't like a sad person or anything like that, but just the office itself was just not, not right. No, like, I mean, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to end up in the back in a, you know, freezer somewhere. If I come in here, I mean, it was pretty bad. Is Dexter around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. She was a really nice lady though. Super bubbly and friendly and all that, but it just, it just needed a lot of work. Um, so we, that was one of the best ones that we did. And, uh, at closing, she had cleaned some out, but at closing it got down to about 30 units that needed to be trashed out. So we got that taken care of. And literally it was just like trash out. We started to repaint it and repave it all that kind of stuff. But even before that, it was a matter of just putting it on Google and all of a sudden kind of like flip the switch. And at least from, let's say it's, let's say it was 75% economic occupancy. It shot up to about 90, uh, I think high eighties, low nineties within about 60 days. Oh so, uh, yeah, it was just uh, that. That you see a lot of that in the mom and pop world. If you can get your head around the financials, because usually they don't have good financials, and if you can kind of get through some of that uh, difficult, um, you kind of kind of have to
0: understand the the area and the market that you're in. To
1: kind of exactly, you you, you have to yeah. understand
0: what the potential is, not necessarily run off of what their historics are, because they may not have accurate historics or
1: yeah, or run, they, they like you
0: plan on running it.
1: Yeah, they run it completely differently. I'm sure you got folks have seen that where they'd be multifamily or whatever. Like you might buy from a mom and pop and they manage it themselves and they do all the work themselves and that's not how you're going to run it. So you can't pay the same or treat it the same, but that's not what their expectations are. Like, Oh, you can get this and not. You can do that. And like, well, I don't want to do all that. So yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just different. So, but with this one, I mean, a lot of times it's some of these mom and pop facilities, you literally just put them online, get a decent website and to let people pay. Uh, with a credit card. And it's like amazing what happens. So it's nice. So that was probably the best one. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Um, you had, have, have you, uh, have you had any that you just go, yeah, we did that deal. But if I had my choice, I wish I would have walked away or or have you been no, no. fortunate enough not to, not to, not to get one of those.
1: No, not really. Um, see, I I don't know what the continuing performance is. So I can't really answer that question really well. Um, we probably in Chapel Hill, we did a deal, uh, that was a great deal. Uh, we might've overpaid a little bit, but I think if you look at it from a long run perspective, um, it's okay because Chapel Hill is a high, high barrier to entry market. And so that's one thing that listeners should, should keep in mind. Like if you have a high barrier to entry market, it's unlikely you're going to find a deal at a 10 cap or whatever, you know, whatever your return metrics are because it's high barrier to entry. And the reason uh, that the cap rate would be low is because it's lower risk, perceived lower risk. You know, people can't build here. Supply is constrained, constrained, you know, whatever. So over the whole period, I'm sure we're going to do just fine. But like something like that, I mean, we, we paid a little bit more maybe than we should have. You couldn't expand the facility or anything like that. But I think it'll end up okay in the long run. So, so there's you know there's stuff like that. You have to kind of stick to your strategy and, and do what makes sense.
0: And see 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 which way you need to play that that particular one. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, it, well, it's it's like most of this uh, commercial real estate. There are uh, there's different angles and there's different programs. You know that I can look at a property and go, that's just junk. I don't want anything on it, but that's because it's based off of my metrics. Now if you look yeah. at it, it, your metrics are different than mine, you may go, well, nah, I I I can make these metrics work, but that's because you're probably thinking, you know, a slightly different angle than what I'm thinking. You're you're, you're you you have you have the way that you want to run it and you go, well, you know, um, yeah, I'm planning on, you know, adding these amenities and these things and you know, yeah. like on a self-storage, if I'm just planning on renting units and not throwing boxes and U-Haul and all that. But if you're thinking of throwing in, you know, U-Haul and selling boxes and doing hitches and, you know, doing the, you know, doing the whole gamut of add-ons. Well, you know, if you have more add-ons, then you your, your financials are going to look different than what my financials are.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can take an apartment complex and turn it into a condo um, and sell them all off. And that's a completely different business plan. So uh, there's a group that did that in Raleigh. Uh, this is institutional. So this is like a, I don't know, like a 40 story building or something ridiculous like that. They paid like a four cap or a sub four cap for it. And, uh, now those, that number can be, you know, subjective, but the point is they paid a lot of money for it. And, uh, this is like two years ago or so. And everybody's kind of shaking their heads, like what is going on? But it's because they're going to condo it out, you know, when, yeah. when later on. So that's oh. that's okay for them. Whatever their business plan is, sure, we'll overpay today or we'll pay like a lot today. But this building's going to become a condo building. We're going to sell all these units off, you know, yeah. in five to ten years and make more than our money back. So yeah. we're not going to run it as an apartment complex. Yeah, but
0: yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're not running it as an apartment complex when they do that. It, yeah. It's just you know, they're they're not you know they're they're not worried about. A five-year, you know, what it's going to rent for in five years. They're worried nope. about what they're going to sell each unit for in four or five years. You know, yep. that's that's what their their point is. And
1: yep. And if they have that capital, the cost of capital is low for them, and they can hold it for a while until the market turns around to where they want it to be. Like they can do that. They have the power to do that. So you're right. It's everybody has a different business plan, and um, that has to be taken into consideration. So.
0: Okay. Um well what are you uh it, you, you said that you just uh you just moved companies what are your uh, what what's uh what are your goals and what are you going to be doing now for with uh with
1: them Yeah well, so with Spartan Investment Group uh, you can look them up online but um spartan hyphen investors.com uh but I'll be their business development manager which basically is just acquisition. so it's what I was doing before the same thing uh, it's just a different title. So looking for deals, talking to owners directly, talking to brokers directly, underwriting deals, uh, and obviously negotiating LOIs, PSAs, doing some due diligence initially, and uh, running from there. So we have a really small team. It's myself and Ben Lapidus working together on this stuff. He's the uh, the director of acquisitions. So we're working together on pretty much all the deals that we end up doing going forward. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's nice. Um, um,
0: is that going to be strictly self-storage, or are you looking on self-storage
1: and multifamily too, or...? No, for right now it's all self-storage, so all we're not doing anything with multifamily. Yeah, Spartan, we don't like to do stuff that ha- that involves any sort of, uh, I can't remember how to put it, but basically like in self-storage, you're not dealing with people's personal lives. Uh, right. So like, just as a caveat, so like in self-storage, if someone doesn't pay, they're late, you charge them a late fee. If they don't pay, you auction their goods off. So it's much different. You don't foreclose on anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, issue
1: yeah. There. It's, it's super cheap uh, compared to multifamily. You're not dealing with broken hearts, et cetera, so... Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, that's how Spartan operates. So whether we stay in self storage, you know, over the next ten years, uh, we don't know. We could pivot to something else, just like a lot of other groups, other groups do. But we're pretty much going to stay in the asset classes that don't have to do with um, tenants that live in an occupied space.
0: Okay. Okay. Sometimes they, they do live in
1: the storage units.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was sorry to say that's that's at least that's the intent. That's supposed uh, to, you know. Yeah. I, I was about to say that's that's not saying. Uh, you know, I've I've known. Uh. Actually, I can't believe I say this, but I've actually known three different people that have done. That. Yeah, man. Like, uh, yep. Yeah, I'm pretty it's- sure they're not. I'm pretty sure that whoever owns that, they're not really all that happy about
1: you doing. Yeah, <laughs> that brings don't up don't uh, anybody. <laughs> yeah, that brings up a thing. We did a tour. This is a couple years ago. Toured a tour the facility up in Raleigh, and uh, it was a big facility. You could tell, man. The manager. You usually have a manager on site, so the manager on site was kind of. I felt like she was kind of like deer in the head, deer in the headlights. A lot of times, it's kind of an unknown, not unknown, it's kind of an unspoken thing that everybody knows managers don't do much, uh, which isn't completely true or fair, but it's just kind of a thing that's out there. In this case, I don't think she did much. We have <laughs> walked to the, it's, it was a big facility. Let's say it's 50,000 square feet or so. Um, dude, there was trash everywhere. All you had to do is walk around and see, like, there's trash everywhere. And it was, the, the, um, the topography was like, it was tiered. So you could stand on one section and look over the next several buildings and see the roofs you're at the level of the yep. roofs of the next you know section so i was standing there just looking at the entire facility and i look and there's like these two black things these like wires sticking up out of uh, one of the units and i'm like you've got to be kidding me so i took a picture i actually put it on linkedin so you can probably find it like <laughs> it's a post from years ago but i was like i wonder what these are question mark you know whatever and it was obviously tv antennas sticking out of one of the units and then i walked down further and there's a hose like coming out of another unit when it's like cracked open, maybe an inch and a hose running out underneath. It's condensation. It was a, there's some sort of AC device in there, whatever. <laughs> so dude, I don't, like this lady doesn't walk the facility. I did another one in Winston-Salem, Greensboro, walking around, saw an RV. That's not, that's not uncommon. It was just parked right there, but it was only one parked uh, on the site, but whatever, that sometimes that happens. Walking around and I hear a dog shuffling around in there. So I realized there's somebody in there Trying to keep the dog quiet. If the <laughs> dog wasn't running around. It was like, kind of like, felt, sounded like a kind of like a struggle. So I was like, okay, somebody's in that RV, you know, and I don't know if this dude's coming out and sh- trying to shoot me or what. You know? so <laughs> it was just, okay. So you see that uh, on occasion. It's funny. That's, that's not, but,
0: yeah. but you, you, you've run into a couple of the managers there where if somebody's you know offended by the fact that you said managers don't do a lot you go hey these these are the ones that were you know these are the people that that stereotype got based off of. exactly Sorry, that's exactly right. right
1: yeah there are a lot of hard-working managers and management companies so i'm not saying that you get it you get what i'm yeah. saying i think your audience gets what i'm saying but that's it's the few that kind of ruin it for everybody yeah, else yeah, so. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's
0: it's it's like that couple that you you know it's like yeah you're the reason why there's a stereotype right. <laughs> like look don't right. don't be don't be mad at me just be yeah. mad at those that you know keep keep pushing the stereotype yeah, it's
1: true it's true man like you just get out there it's amazing what you can learn from just walking around uh, your property so anyway
0: yeah, yeah 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 well and and then when you see managers like that you know you go yeah, here's a here's an owner who's not in touch because exactly that's exact that's a know, very good point. That's it, a really good point. Yeah. It's, it's like, look, this this is you you know, which you know, it's like, yeah, this this place needs to be bought because this guy doesn't care and the management that's a, doesn't care. That's exactly so exactly right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's, it's like, look, this is this this isn't being ran right. So yeah, you, yep. you know that when you see stuff like that, it's again you go back to the financials and you go, yeah, it doesn't really matter what they you, you know, it's like if you're running it crappy, it, I'm not going to run it crappy, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, exactly. your financials are what they are, but, you know, give me a year and these financials aren't going to look anything like it because yeah. I'm bringing in somebody that's actually going to manage it and somebody yeah. that's going to keep it up and, you know, a manager that'll walk around and make sure the trash is picked up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's exactly right.
1: Simple. Yep. Yep. New sheriff in town. We're going to do it differently and have a different standard. So you're right. It's, it goes back to the ownership. Uh, and you can tell like with that one with the TV antennas, you can tell the owner had not been there in a very, very, very long time. So he just getting his check and he's happy and he shows up. And I mean, we asked him like maybe 15, 20 questions. He didn't know the answers to any of it. So uh, yeah, he was not, uh, he set the standard. So I don't blame her totally She set the standard.
0: No, 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 no. It it flew down, you know, you know, it went downhill. Who knows when she took the job, maybe that's how the place was already set up and just was like, and that's especially, it. especially yep. if she hadn't managed anything, you know, another yep. uh, self-storage place, she'd be like, okay, well, this is how the guy who cuts my check.
1: Wants it run. You know, yeah. That's <laughs> how
0: he runs it. So I'm gonna, yep. I'm not going to upset the Apple card. I yep. want to collect my paycheck. So I'm just going to run it the way that it's been running. You know, that's like exactly you said, right, man. I
1: mean, yep. That's exactly you right. You can't
0: necessarily blame her, but you also can't necessarily blame you for going, yeah, we need somebody else in here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. That's exactly right.
0: Um what uh kind of pivoting a little bit uh sure. what would you say is your favorite either real estate or business book
1: Um I think as far as real estate if you're looking to understand real estate from a kind of an institutional perspective there's a book called uh it's like commercial real estate analysis and investments I have it over there uh I can't but I can't see of course I can't see the author but it's a textbook you can get on Amazon it's like 150 bucks it's an actual college course textbook um, so if you want to understand the actual definitions of like total return and cash on cash and all that kind of stuff, uh, you can read a bunch of other like resources out there, even like Investopedia, et cetera. But this will give it to you from an institutional perspective so that when you use the language and terminology, which is really important to investing, then you understand what's being said and what's being referred to. So I think um, this is a caveat. So like, I think some of the folks who are mentors out there who, who offer mentoring services. I think that's great because people got to get educated. If you want to jump into the business, no doubt about that whatsoever. But I think sometimes the education can be lacking in certain ways, not, not in all ways, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, but just in some ways, as far as understanding internal rate of return or understand what somebody means when they say total return, uh, what does cash on cash return mean, cash yield, you know, that kind of stuff. So just understand the terminology and how real estate works from an institutional perspective and how you compare awesome. that to like the stock market and other types of investing. So I think a lot of, um, again, another caveat, I think a lot of mentoring programs, they want to talk and say that real estate is the best thing since sliced bread and it's so much better than the stock market and so much better than everything else. It is, and it isn't. So you yeah. have to understand, you know, you got to do what you understand. If you understand real estate, then to you, sure, it's better than everything else. To yeah, Warren Buffett, it's-, it's not. You know, so it's 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 all it's all subjective. So, but it, it's, that's it's, an excellent book, and it compares the different asset classes and teaches. Okay, this is why real estate is an institutional asset class, and um, how institutions look at it. So, anyway, that's probably one of the best books. On commercial real estate, I'll have
0: to check that out. That sounds like it's a it's a good deep dive and, and yeah. some some good comparison of you know just not not being a single you know it's not being educated from a single focus. It's kind of giving you yeah. a broader view and yeah, a bigger overview and and also like you said, you know, kind of that institutional look because most of uh you know mo- most of the people who are being mentors and educating on this space and and not just. Multifamily or self-storage, but a lot of them are are, are single focused. And that's good. I, I wanna I, I actually I want to read something that has a little bit more of a a, a broader focus. That sounds like yeah, uh, it's yeah. interesting. I, I think I, I like
1: think it. I think it's important to have uh, a different view. And it's okay to still think whatever it is that you're doing is the best thing ever. That's there's no problem with that whatsoever. But uh, for some folks who want to try and, and reach out and get a little bit more broad and understand how real estate fits into the overall investing world, I highly recommend that book. Awesome. Um, Awesome. There was actually another one. Uh, I read Jack Bogle's book, uh, The Little Book of Common Sense Investing, and that's all about REITs and ETFs, not REITs, it's all about ETFs and index funds and comparing that to the broader market. So like that kind of stuff is important to understand too, you know, when you compare, because you're, when you're asking, if you're a sponsor, you're asking somebody to invest with you and you tell them, here's my metrics, here's my, you know, projected returns or whatever, what you might make with you if you do business with me, they have to compare that to all of their options and their options include stocks bonds uh, other alternative asset classes that can invest in gold bitcoin whatever uh you know and they're they're comparing what will my return be over my projected horizon or my hold period or my what are my goals what am i trying to do if i'm younger maybe i want to take more risk and put my stuff into more development deals to try and turn that money faster if i'm older I don't care as much about that. I just want to cut a check. I just want a check sent to me every month or every quarter, right? So that doesn't matter to me. I, I, I mean, I mean the, the 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 sunset
0: investor. You know, they're 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 more worried about. You know, they're like you know they're they're the people who are investing in a five or four cap just because. Yep. They're they're not looking for a super return. They just want safe and steady and count. Exactly you right. Know? It's like look, I, okay, it's a four cap. But it's a forecast that, you know, it's performed at this for for the last 10 years and, you know, it's in a market and and in a great place and in some high barrier entry. Yeah. And it's like, I don't see it changing. So Mm -hmm. I'm fine with being, you you know, I'll pay for safety. I don't have to have the return. I just, I, I don't want it to eat my money. I just want it to, to To preserve it and and, and to add a little bit to it, I just you know mm-hmm. it's it's you know you you pay money for safety, you know the the, yep. the for the investment, probably the lower your you know the lower your returns. So mm-hmm.
1: that's exactly uh, right. Yep, definitely. Um, how do you like to give back? Oh, uh, so obviously doing stuff like this, and then also my uh, I started a YouTube channel. Uh, it's called the storage investor with Chris Bennett, Chris of the K, the storage investor. Anyway, you can go there and there's, I just put out free videos talking about uh, with interviews with folks and talking about self-storage investing in general. Uh, I have a couple of videos I'm going to post on how to find it, like different data resources. So I've asked people, or I've had people ask me, how do I actually like get started in this? Or where do I, where do people go to get data and all that kind of stuff? So, uh, so I put out free, basically free content. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, yeah. And then obviously like I have a call every, I'd say every two to three weeks with a friend of mine where we go over, we kind of have business accountability. So, you know, obviously I'm glad to help anybody kind of succeed. I put my calendar on my email. I have a link. You can schedule a call with me. If you want some insight onto your storage deal or talk about self storage, I'm glad to do it. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um,
0: what What is uh, What is the, the best way that my listeners can get a hold of you?
1: Sure. You can shoot me or they can shoot me an email, Chris, K-R-I-S at Spartan-investors.com. Chris at uh, Spartan-investors.com. Or you can reach out if I'm on LinkedIn as well. I just search Chris Bennett Storage. Uh, you'll find me. And then also on YouTube, The Storage Investor with Chris Bennett, uh, they can reach out that way as well. And if they want to schedule a call, just shoot me an email and there's a link again when I respond click that link and schedule a call and uh, we can take it from there.
0: Awesome. Awesome, man. Um, well, I appreciate your time, uh, time spending your time with me and my listeners on on this podcast. And oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, just I thank you and I appreciate it. And, you know, until we uh, get a chance to talk next time.
1: Okay, great. Thanks, thank David. You. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris.
0: All right.